Nobody says, let's run a shitty ad by design. But you have to run against the candidate the voters see, not the candidate you want them to see. Welcome to Political Experts React, where we break down political ads and media, explain what the people behind them are trying to accomplish, and decide whether or not they did a good job. I'm Dan Pfeiffer, former communications director for Barack Obama, and joining me today is campaign manager and former White House senior advisor for Barack Obama and host of the Campaign HQ podcast, David Plouffe. David Plouffe, welcome back to Political Experts React. How are you doing? Pfeiffer, always good to be with you, man. Whenever we do this show, people always ask us, do ads really work? You know, we see a bunch of shitty ads, not that many people watch regular TV anymore. Young people certainly don't watch TV. We can skip ads. You've been in this business for a long time. You made ads for a long time. In 2022, do political television ads still work? I think so. I mean, you've got to think of it more broadly, digital television, radio, but sure. Now, I think it is worth saying, because there are a lot of terrible ads out there. What's interesting about that is, of course, nobody says, you know, let's run a shitty ad by design. So it's all based on some sense of strategy, right? Which is, we think this is the right way to reach the group of people we're trying to reach. Sometimes strategy's off, although I think less than people think. So it's usually in the execution where things go awry. But yeah, they still matter. It all matters. A door knock matters. A bad debate performance can still matter. I think it's amplified and certainly ads matter. And, and listen, with ads, it's the only way to control what you're saying to who you want to say it to. And that's still valuable real estate, I think. All right, the first one I'm going to start with is an ad that Dr. Oz's campaign has started running against John Fetterman in Pennsylvania. Why is radical John Fetterman dodging debates? Because he can't defend freeing convicted murderers even over other Democrats' objections. And phony Fetterman backed massive middle-class tax hikes but didn't pay his own taxes 67 times. Why were the taxes not paid when they should have been paid? Just fell through the cracks. What a fraud. Fetterman dodges debates and taxes, but demands that you pay more. I'll cut your taxes, and I won't take a penny of them either. I'm Dr. Oz. I approve this message. What do you think of this spot, and what do you think it says about the closing strategy for the Oz campaign? The Oz campaign, to the extent they have any idea what they're doing, clearly has research that suggests this approach will work. That being said, my reaction is it's too busy. There's too many things in the ad. You've got attacks on crime, attacks on not debating, attacks on not paying taxes, and then Weirdo Oz comes in at the end, like some kind of game show host. Like, here's your chance to win the latest Ford Focus or whatever. <laughs> he won't debate. I assume behind that is they think it raises questions about his health and fitness for office. And I know we'd all like to, on the Democratic side, critique everything Oz does. But honestly, just as a former ad maker and, you know, political hack, it's not a well-executed spot. What is interesting to me is they recognize some people are going to vote Josh Shapiro for governor and Dr. Oz for Senate. And they want to use crime as the way to create a permission structure for people to do Shapiro, Oz, and not just go straight Democratic ticket, which it says probably what they think about Mastriano's chances and how they get to the math. I have seen some what I believe would be pretty effective crime ads against Fetterman, but they have all come from outside entities who are much better at this than the Oz campaign. But like everything else the Oz campaign has done, I think it's pretty amateurish and hackish. I agree with you. The outside groups have run much more effective ads on the issue of crime. The next ad we're going to watch is from Dr. Oz's opponent, Democrat John Fetterman. After my stroke, I was just grateful to see Giselle and our kids. Across Pennsylvania, I keep seeing families that don't have enough time to focus on each other. They're struggling, left behind. We gotta make it easier for people to spend time with those they love. Politicians spend so much time fighting about the things that don't matter. I'll always be focused on what does. 
Access to healthcare, lower costs, good jobs. More time with those we love. I'm John Fetterman and I approve this message. This is not, is not a specific response to the first ad we showed, but it is probably a response to all of the barrage of negatives that have been pummeling Pennsylvania airwaves for the last few weeks. What do you think of the ad? Well, I agree with that, Dan. I think it's a kind of an all-encompassing, hey, I'm a normal guy. I care about family. I've got good values. It's probably a factor from that standpoint. So you think about a voter who was like planning to vote for Fetterman, leaning Fetterman, is now kind of in the wilderness a little bit. Now I'm not sure. Does this get them back? I think that's probably who it's designed for. It's very much about values and character. That certainly matters a lot in executive races, president, governor, and mayor. Sometimes less so, I think, in legislative races. That would be my only concern. But in terms of thinking through, okay, we're being attacked for not being fit for office, being attacked for being a wacky liberal, even though I'm trying to suggest that I'm not, I think it's probably a nice home base spot, which is important in campaigns. You can't assume that just because you said something one time, people remember that. I mean, you remember back to our campaigns, Dan, with Obama, we'd have to continually run bio ads just to remind people of his story. And so I think it gets back to some of the strengths that produced that lead for him for most of the campaign. Using public polling here, from their perspective, they had a huge lead all summer. They lost some people over the fall. All the reports are the races tightened up some. And that happened in a period of time where, for very legitimate health reasons, Fetterman was not around. He wasn't doing media. He wasn't doing rallies. There was a vacuum. The Republicans dumped in a ton of money basically in the month of September. They massively outspent the Democrats in Pennsylvania. And they were able to move some people. What I would think would be right would be for the rest of the time, this ad is on the air. It's just, it's like a low level. It's always there so that people who are watching TV are seeing John Fetterman, a normal guy with value speaking directly into the camera, admits all the other noise in these ads. And if that's the way that's working, I think that's probably an effective ad. You know, a candidate speaking their own voice is something really only the campaign can do. One thing that's not a television ad that I would like to point out was you know, this brilliant ad that the Fetterman campaign put outside of Lincoln Financial Field in the Eagles-Cowboys game reminding people that Oz is a Cowboys fan, which quite frankly, I didn't know he was. He's been a Giants fan, a Cowboys fan, and very recently has tried to pretend he was an Eagles fan, but he has a long history of rooting for whatever, wherever he happens to be in the, in, in the moment. That's a terrible history to have. Yes, that's right. In a race that could come down to a few thousand votes, you never know what'll work. The last ad we're going to watch is from the Republican Super PAC Sentinel Action Fund. Our border is a disaster. I ran the Border Patrol for President Obama, ran the Border Protection for President Trump. Today, the cartels call the shots. Joe Biden's weakness threatens Arizona, and Mark Kelly is his enabler. Kelly voted against more Border Patrol agents, voted against funding drug detection equipment. That's why the Border Patrol Council endorsed Blake Masters. Blake will secure the border, Mark Kelly won't. Sentinel Action Fund is responsible for the content of this advertising. If you were sitting in the Kelly campaign right now, is this an ad that would worry you? Well, first of all, I think it's a good name for an outside group, Sentinel. So I give them credit <laughs> for that. Yes. And I thought the thing that was effective in the beginning of the ad was he talked about serving under both Obama and Trump, which is smart. So I thought the setup of the ad was, was pretty positive uh, for them. I mean, strong. I think the rest of it less so. Because one, I think whatever Kelly's been doing, both in reality and advertising, is far going to trump some last minute negative ad. Calling him, what did they call him? Biden's en uh, enabler. enabler. Yeah. I don't think people see Mark Kelly that way. But my big problem is no one's going to think Blake Masters is going to secure anything. I mean, that weak weirdo, you know, for like people who are really concerned about this, you got Mark Kelly, astronaut. 
I don't think comes across as like a liberal Democrat. I think that's one of the reasons he's done well in both his last race and is doing well so now is people think he's, yes, progressive on some issues, but on things like the border, more moderate. So I'd sort of give the Sentinel like an A for effort. But in terms of will this actually unravel support from Kelly with certain voters concerned about the border, I would be suspect of that. No one hates Mark Kelly. That's why he won in 2018. That's why he has performed, at least to date, stronger than any other Senate Democrat in a close race. He has a moderate appeal. He is an astronaut. He's married to Gabby Giffords. And so you have to run against the candidate the voters see, not the candidate you want them to see. And so if that guy said, look, I ran the Border Patrol for Obama and Trump, the border is a mess, and Mark Kelly's a good guy, but he has not been with us when we needed him to, like the rest of the Democrats, like that's an ad. There are border ads that are designed to jack up Republican turnout, and there are border ads that are designed to move people in the middle. This one starts out as one in the middle. They can't control themselves, and I think they mess with the effectiveness of the ad by sort of leaning in too hard at the end there. And really no need to show Blake Masters' weird face walking by the border. That Like, that doesn't do any good. Like, you should have probably never even mentioned Blake Masters' name. Just like any generic alternative to Mark Kelly is your better bet than trying to convince people to vote for Blake Masters. Exactly. No, I think you broke the ad down perfectly. It had potential from their standpoint, and then I think it got lost. All right, David Pluff, thank you for joining us. It is always great to hear your insights, and good luck in the last few weeks of this election. You too, Pfeiffer. Great to be with you, man. Thanks for watching these ads and videos with us. If you have anything you'd like us to break down, let us know in the comments. See you all next time. Political Experts React is a Crooked Media digital series. I'm your host, Dan Pfeiffer. Our producers are Elijah Cohn and Ben Hethcote. Our editor is Caitlin Stone. Digital direction from Matt DeGroote. To check out more of our digital series, head to youtube.com slash podsaveamerica.